Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're talking to a man who has created his own niche in the world of low and slow barbecue. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This episode is super cool. We're talking today with uh, Adriano Andrade, an Aussie pitmaster originally from Brazil who has his own South American rub business, a butcher shop, a barbecue competition team, and is part of the meat stock crew. So uh, this is going to be really cool to, uh, to to find out all about the uh, the South American angle on on barbecue. And we're going to explore some of the differences between Aussie and the US, different styles of barbecue, and how he's brought them all together in this new niche that he's created within the barbecue scene. Now, before we get into that, I've just got a couple of announcements that I need to run by you first. First up, I just want to let you know that our merch is available over on the website. We've got our t-shirts, our hoodies, we've got beanies, we've still got a couple of caps available, we've got our beautiful tumblers there as well, so make sure you check them out, and while you're there, if you're at the beginning of your barbecue journey, grab a copy of our ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. It's free at the moment. While you're at the website, a pop-up window is going to appear, you're just going to put your details in there, and we'll send it straight out to your inbox. It's everything you need to know to go from zero to hero in the world of low and slow backyard barbecue. And a big uh, thank you this afternoon to the people in the Smoking Hawker Fashions Barbecue community on Facebook that are joining us. That's our group that we run that. That's our our uh, our Facebook community. It's where we do these live Facebook recordings, uh, sorry, these live podcast recordings. And it's also where we just hang out and talk about barbecue. It's family friendly. Everybody's welcome. We don't even care if you cook on gas. So just come along and join us. It's a good time. It's a fun place to hang out. If you're watching this later on on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit that little notification bell. If you're watching it on Facebook, it's all about the likes, the comments, and the shares. IGTV, we love those cute little love hearts, and leave a comment for us and give us a follow as well. And if you are listening on a podcasting app, please take two minutes, give us a five-star rating and review. It helps to push us up the charts, get our message of barbecue love out there more. And because of those ratings and reviews, we have been as high as number three in the Australian podcast charts for food and number six in America, which is a massive achievement. So thank you very much to all of you that have taken the time to leave those reviews for us. Now, I think that's about all the blah, blah, blah you need out of me. Let's get Adriano in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Adriano, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Mate, you're welcome. It's it, it, it's great to have you here. So tell you're me, welcome. how are the school holidays treating you? Uh, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> have the kids around on a lot of Netflix. Uh, watching movies and popcorn. Not that bad. Fair enough. And all those new barbecue shows that are on there as well, I hope. Yeah, yeah. But that's normally after hours when the kids go go to bed. Oh, okay. Cool. Fair enough. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, they think uh, it's a little bit boring. So they the only thing they want to do, they want to eat. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so speaking of of eating, then what was the last thing that you barbecued? Oof. So the last thing I barbecued at home uh, was a picanha rum cap last weekend. Just yeah, Weber method. Just yeah, reverse sear and finish off with in steaks. 
Um, but last night I was at Weber Grill Academy. I helped them to some time to time. I helped them with the classes and demo. So I cook, I don't know how many kilos of chicken wings, but yeah. I think we had a, we had an event last night with uh, Power Life. That so was good. That's awesome. Weber Academy. How yeah. did you get involved with that? Oh, I just knocked the door and asked, please, can I have, can I be around? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know uh, Adam, uh, the, the chef, the manager, and uh, like, we, yeah, we became good friends. And uh, yeah, every time he needs extra power hands, he call me. Oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> and so what is your favorite thing to throw on the barbecue? A pile of uh, rum cap. <laughs> Now, yeah, at the moment, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm in love with uh, tri-tip. That's another cut quite common in Brazil. So the way we do, we put in a rotisserie and just uh, yeah, try to go a low temperature with charcoal for half an hour, 40 minutes, and finish off, yeah, just to crisp it up outside and just shave. Oh, nice. Okay. And so do you, do, do you cut it up into steaks like a, like a picanha and then sort of fold it in half and put it on the rotisserie or do you just put the whole no, thing no, in one just, big chunk? Yeah, just one big chunk and it just, uh, it just uh, roast for a bit and just, yeah. yeah and it's, you start shaving like a uterus or, yeah. So it's kind of, get it. so the whole idea of Brazilian barbecue, probably we're going to go a little bit deep, but it's more about, it's not a, a meal. So you would, normally we don't cook a steak. We cook um, a steak and slice it in small pieces. It's more to get together and eat and drink, and that that's that's why every single time you see the people cooking Brazilian barbecue, so it's small pieces of meat, different meats, and different, different times. So. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool indeed. Uh, okay, so tell me, how, how did you get into barbecue? Oh. That's probably part of my childhood is yeah, everybody in Brazil is, I think it's a little bit different is just because we get together. I think because in Brazil, we have, we have a large Italian community of like big families and Sunday lunch is a big thing. And uh, it goes back a little bit. I think you guys already touched before, but it is, is uh, mental health. So every Sunday, people get together, the whole family, and that's when you catch up and your parents go in and say, how are you feeling? How's your week? And that's kind of the, the I call here in my house because I try to do this, a similar thing is the reset button. So every week you have the whole week and towards the end, you get together and say, oh, how's your week? Anything new, anything different? And that's okay. Let's go to the next week. Yeah, I think that that's something that we've lost here in Australia in the uh, in the Australian culture quite a bit. We seem to have lost that that family connection on on Sundays. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah, so for me, it's normally on Sunday here, um, I have a, two a, two barbecues running. One is only for chicken wings because I know my boys boys is gonna bring the friends because they are in the park and so like lunchtime they show up and that's always uh, I have a chicken wings for everybody. That's awesome. How old are the kids? Uh, 11, 9. Okay, yeah. all right. So so they're not teenagers yet, so you can still just do no, like no. two or three kilos of chicken wings, not not 12 or 13 kilos <laughs> of chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, probably I'm going to have to start to get a, because I think they're getting a lot of friends, new friends, 
because before it was just one or two now is yeah few <laughs> i think they they are they are selling tickets <laughs> at the park yeah, and bring yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some great entrepreneurial spirit though you got to admire yeah. that yeah pre- yeah no no <laughs> but i need a percentage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mate as long as you're as long as you're clipping the tickets as well then that's good <laughs> yeah 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 it's good so that kind of goes goes to the childhood um remember my dad actually a small barbecue in my my backyard it's a little bit different south america you don't have a backyard because the houses are pretty side by side so it's, yeah so um you have a outside sort of area and uh, so small grill cooking um a lot we we always have a had a joke saying is because the meat in brazil is quite expensive we had one steak and seven kilos of sausage so it's <laughs> <laughs> so easy easy to feel first the kids and uh, we finish off with like just a small piece of uh, red meat and um but that sort of thing um had a couple of things happen in my life um and uh i, I get a couple of friends we had with when I was turned 14, 15, I uh, started going uh, traveling with friends. And that's when I was the only one knew how to actually turn on a stove or oven or, or barbecue. <laughs> so, yeah, so they like the whole idea was, uh, it was like I was between seven or 11 kids all together traveling and staying in friend's house and the whole idea was kind of we get all the cash and I turn around to me and say oh, yeah go shopping and and see what we can get and that's the barbecue part start yeah make a lot of mistakes early on and getting in trouble with my friends and getting better slowly but that's it yeah right okay so you're were you leading the friends astray or were the friends leading you astray? Oh, I think it's more about me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the naughty boy. So tell me then, how did you get into the, uh, into the competition scene? So what happened is, um, um, I work, um, I have a day job. I'm an engineer. So I do, um, simulation, um, so I'm part of the um, integration department for for IT company, and in the same company, um, we have Kyle from Rub Rub. He's um, he's um, software or he he plays with the computer, uh, and um, <laughs> and Joe Cook is the the well, he was a project manager in the same company, and they started the whole. Um, a barbecue competition a year before than me and so they had the rub and grub uh team barbecue team and um i think in 2016 they said oh we are changing a little bit of the team and uh do you want to come on board and uh, yeah for me uh, i think the first competition was yeah it was weird yeah pretty different so it's kind of a, a thing I, I, I thought was just drinking. I didn't realize <laughs> I had to do something. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we had, after the first, you know, I think it was in the middle of the winter here in Adelaide. And, uh, yeah, it was like minus two. I was freezing, cold, drunk. And uh, I think we had a conversation afterwards. And they told me, uh, if you want to 
keep going. I think you need to actually do something. Be part of the team. I think it was a. I think the, they were trying to say, and that's when I say, oh, now I need to learn this. Yeah, right. And so, how was that? Like, how how was that first competition for you? You you said it was a bit weird. So was it was it really different to barbecue competitions that you'd seen in Brazil before? So so the whole idea, and it's quite funny because we don't have we didn't have a competition in Brazil. Oh. So the American the whole is quite new so that's one thing is happening in brazil right now i don't know if it, you know uh meat stock brazil is, is going to happen next year so i think start um i think four or five years ago so for me it's just different because probably we're going to talk a little bit more later but red meat with sauce it was something um quite different because back in my mind i had um my dad saying oh if you marinate red meat is because it's just about to go off you don't do that you don't treat the red meat like that because that's like a thing the old um back in the days they they thought like oh if you marinate is because it's trying to hide the actual smell oh okay Yes, yes. Probably for me, the American barbecue. Yeah, you had you had pork ribs in the restaurants and and stuff like that. But to go actual change my my idea of okay, so it's not a grill. Is is a smoker? Is an offset? You know, like you, you, it's not charcoal. You have a wood and yeah. But it's awesome. Is yeah, Yeah. completely new experience. It's pretty good. Yeah, right. And so what's been your, your favorite barbecue competition to be at in Australia so far? Uh, Midstock, I have to say. It's just yeah, it's something different. I love uh, um, Meet Me. It's pretty cool. Um, we have a couple of locals here. It's, it's good. Um, yeah, I think uh, Interstate, well, we, we, we went to... Uh, the Invitational in Sydney as well. So, yeah, I love that. I love the way they put the show together. That's a long way to go from South Australia. Did you fly in or did you go crazy and drive? Uh, the first time we we drove, so we had the trailer. So, yeah, it was Kai and I and Paul at the time. It's another friend of ours. And, um, yeah, we had two, two days to actually drive. But it was good fun, hot. I think I think in, um, Australian Australian brewing that was the competition. That was the first time. I think it was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Like right at the start of the Australian summer too. It's in uh, like it's at the either the end of November or the start of December. So I can imagine that would have been real hot. We went to uh, uh, Burnings next door, and we bought like three fans when one each and just in front of us the whole time. Nice. Nice. That's a good strategy. Now you've, <laughs> you've mentioned uh, meat stock Brazil and, uh, and how competition scene has, has started up over there. A couple of years ago, you actually went to Churrascada. Can you tell us about that experience? Oh yeah. I think a couple of people already mentioned about, it. yeah, it was, I think yeah, it was something special, special. Uh, I don't know. 
everybody says was special for them, but for me, it was even more that you see a group of Aussies that you go to my yeah my hometown or a place that I still love. Yeah, I love to visit. I love to spend time there. Um, so the whole idea is, was a group of Australian going and um and a Jay put a, a post and say uh who wants to come and and I said oh I'd love to come but I don't know if uh, I'm gonna go through if I can pass through my my wife because that's the in the work as well because I was working full time work and there were two weeks off and and I I said I'll I'll give my wife a call just in case have a chat see what was going to happen and well, we had a quick chat and um she said oh what do you think and i said oh i don't know i don't want to go because that's that's quite expensive and she said oh, but if think about it if it if it don't go well, they're not going to have the real experience and i said oh she gave me the thumbs up so i called my boss my boss oh no you're not going to happen so my wife allowed me to go it's going to happen and that's when we went so it was pretty good it's good to see, and um, like they uh, were excited about the whole um, scene and the whole uh, barbecue. It's just different. It's different. Like uh, it's hard to actually say anything, but it's it's pretty good to 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 be in Brazil and see everybody enjoying the time. Yeah, it must have and been a fantastic experience. So how um how like. Was the Churrascada Festival, was it was it really authentic Brazilian or was it more of a thing put on for tourists or was it like a hybrid of different barbecue styles? I think the best part is they, they try to welcome everybody. So Hayden or Blackbirds, the guys, they, they were invited to be part of the actual cook lamb. So something is we are proud of. And that's, that's, that's quite good. So they pick different chefs. From different places say okay what are you you're good at and what are you proud of and bring over and of course you have the t- traditional south america brazilian barbecue at the same time so you have a uh, the picanha you have the like the open fires beef ribs so that sort of thing they mix it up so i, I believe it was 48 or 50 different uh chefs cooking live fire and so it's yeah it's a massive event and yeah, became friends. Uh, we were supposed to actually do much more, and yeah, we we are waiting for the time to to come. Yeah, no one can really go anywhere no. just just at the moment. No. But I can imagine that you're just sort of chomping at the bit to get back out there and uh, and and get back over there. So, what was your favorite part of the festival? I think the it's hard to say, but it's everything. <laughs> now, I think, I think for me is to actually sh- um, go back and because Brazil is pretty similar. The Australians, they, they are pretty laid back, easygoing and very welcome. And it was, it was quite good to actually see that the, like the two different, like different backgrounds actually joined together and having fun. And yeah, so I think probably yeah, it was yeah, it's pretty fun to actually see the guys trying to actually talk in different language and and they they getting to get like having fun together even with different languages. So were they all trying to learn uh, learn Portuguese on their iPhones on the way over on the plane? Nah, not really. 
they they <laughs> they, <laughs> they rely on me like just they ask me every single thing yeah try my best but it was pretty hard after a few views to keep going yeah yeah i uh when i went to korea the first word i learned to say was australian and the second yeah. word i learned to say was beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i tra- i travel quite a lot and um because my day job and the first word i learned in every single place i try to of course sometimes it's, it's impossible but it's beer <laughs> you need to survive you need to keep going <laughs> Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. All right, so this is probably a good point now to sort of dive right into the into the South American style of barbecue. So let's sort of kick things off with, um, with uh, sort of putting low and slow to the side and just thinking about what, what has been traditionally been barbecue in Australia, you know, grilling sausages and steaks and whatnot. How is the traditional Brazilian barbecue different to uh, traditional Aussie barbecue? Uh, I think it's the gas and charcoal is a major because yeah, in Brazil we don't have the gas barbecue. It's the hot plate. It's just it's something. Yeah, it, was, it was something different when I, I got here. If you're gonna go outside, it's it's just probably because. It's easy. Not it's not easier if you think about because gas is just turn on and that's it. It's just but it's is 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 from our nature. It's charcoal the whole and briquettes is something new in Brazil as well or in South America. It's it's more yeah just and I, I think the way the way we cook is more about like I said before is um is get together and have a like a couple of like snacks in between drinks and here is you can see everybody sits sits down and eat the whole meal and yeah that's it we finished barbecue and for me it was it was quite different so yeah wait a minute we we'll, we'll just have a meal here and what we're we gonna do after and, uh, <laughs> in brazil you, you go like start midday and two o'clock in the morning you try to actually find out if you have some left in the freezer to actually try to Throw in the barbecue, see if diff, yeah, yeah, just cook it. Uh, that is, yeah, it's just you know, we, we, we would say a barbecue is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Start slowly and keep going. Yeah, one of my uh, other hobbies is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and so we we occasionally have these uh, these parties with our Brazilian instructor, and it's it's exactly that. He says, turn up at my house at uh, any time after midday. And anytime after midday, there's just always something on the grill. And instead of like uh, it, it being taken off and put on a plate and given to a person, they slice it all up into tiny little pieces, put all the little pieces on a plate, and then everybody's got like their own little toothpick or their own little fork. And the, the, the plate goes around and you just take like a piece or two and then the plate will come around again in about another 30 minutes and you take another one. And yeah, it, it just sort of goes throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So And I, you always... you. Like the the guy in grill, like the the person cooking, uh, you try to actually keep in mind you need to rotate the meat, so you don't you don't want to serve all the rum cap first. You want to give like a slice of rum cap and come back with chicken and pork, and so I give you the the whole uh yeah yeah changing a little bit, because if it, if you don't like 
think about it. if you don't like red meat, just white meat. You're gonna have to wait for your time. So you always feed something different, and that's the beauty. That's one thing I love to do. Actually, keep cooking, and and uh, the only rule is you need to provide beer for the the guy in, in cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I got into trouble at at one of our jujitsu parties because uh, I I was the guy cooking, and so everybody just kept bringing me booze, and uh, the the night didn't end well for me. But um, I had a good time until that point. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's something uh, very I'll say South American Brazilian because similar thing with uh, uh, samba. So we we in bars if you go to bars you have a a group a band playing. If you if you keep feeding uh, beers or alcohol or any source of um, drinks, they keep playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's now you said that. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I went to a um I went to a Brazilian restaurant in Sydney once a couple of years ago. And I've always been curious to know just how traditional this place actually was. They would put giant chunks of meat and and use a sword as a skewer and then fit the sword into a rotisserie and then that would spin. And then when it was cooked, they'd pull the sword off the rotisserie, bring it over to your table, and then with another sword, cut slices off onto your plate from the swords. Is that is that a like another traditional form or was that more theatre than, than tradition? Now, now, in Brazil, you have... Uh Typical um, Brazilian restaurant we call churrascaria. Churrasco is barbecue, so that's the tra- quick translation. So it's it's quite common. You have it's just yeah, people, uh, like the 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 waiters coming and they're shaving um the meat in your plate. So you, similar thing what we do in our backyard, they do in the restaurants, and you have that sort of sign. I don't know if you've seen green and red in a, on the table. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so you have a, like a piece of wood or anything. So half is spent in green and half in red. So you can see, and it just turn. If you turn green up, they keep bringing uh, meat. So you can turn to red. They're gonna stop. So give you time to actually have a conversation or digest a little bit, relax, and you can turn again to green, back to green, and they come back to you. So that's the way the waiters can see who wants meat or not. That's a really good idea. I like that. I haven't actually seen that before. Yeah, yeah it's quite common. It's very common. Yeah, I like that. And you, you mentioned before about um, steak and sausage and how when you were growing up, steak was kind of rare, but sausage was far more common. What are some of the, the Brazilian like flavor profiles of sausage? So, like I said, is um. We have a massive Italian background. So the traditional barbecue sausage for us called Toscana, Tuscan. Oh, okay, probably. yep. Yeah, so it's, it's very like um, garlic and, and onion sort of flavor. Um, very common pork sausage. And that's kind of, you have to have in every single barbecue. Because that's, like I said, it's just the starter. Just, yeah, yeah let's, let's feed the, the crowd first before we go with the, the nice cut. Uh, that's, that, that, that's a funny story because I've I been living here for 15 years and I think it was uh, seven years ago, I couldn't find anything close. 
it just was hard and not going. And I st still, don't get me wrong, I love Kronsky, I love chorizo, I love Italian sausage, steak sausage. And, um, and I, but I couldn't find, so I had to actually come up with my own recipe. Okay, That's, that sounds good. I'm very proud of, I'm very proud. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet it's a favorite with the, uh, with the friends of the kids too. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, so that's that's the one, I don't know if you, you had a chance to see the meat stock videos. That's the one I did, the choripan. The, um, oh, with the, yes. Yeah, yeah, so that's better than bunnies. Yeah, oh, so much better, so much. <laughs> and so the, the cooking styles, they seem to be predominantly grilling or rotisserie. Is there much, like, low and slow smoking done in Brazil? So if you if you think about the um, open fire cooking as smoking, so yeah, we have a different technique. We don't have the peat. It's more about actually large cuts and just go with the the open fire and and just wait. It's a good excuse to to drink a little bit more and watch <laughs> the fire. Fair enough. I do like the sound of that. Now, picanha is probably the most well known of the. Um, of the Brazilian cuts, what else should we be looking for here in Australia? Like, are there other cuts on the cow? Is it lamb? Is it pork? What should what else should we be looking for? I think the three um, or four, I'll say four, because you guys are quite lucky with the uh, beef hump. It's my favorite. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go. Yeah, that's my top in, in my top in the list. It's hard to find here down south. Pretty sad. I'm gonna move to to Queensland just because of that. <laughs> um, it's uh, so beef hump. Say so if you go if you go to a Brazilian restaurant or in, in in Brazil, so it's not Brazilian restaurants. It's a restaurant in Brazil. Um, you have a beef uh, hump. You have a picanha, of course, and tri tip, and um, um, skirt steak. That, I think that's the, the top four red meat um, with white meat is uh, chicken thighs on a bone and a skin on. Okay. I yeah. love a, a good rotisserie with skin on, crisp skin and uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, we're talking uh, chicken, chicken heart is something you have to have in every single barbecue and pork chops. Yeah, a lamb. Lamb is is. I don't know. It's like lamb is, is more uh, is 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 more Australian thing. I have yes. Yeah, it was it's quite it's quite hard to actually find in Brazil. It's more uh, regional country side. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. And so your your difficulty in in getting some of these cuts in Australia is that what led you to open up your your butcher shop? Yeah. Yeah, so no, no, I'm joking. Now the whole, the whole idea is, um, what happened? Kai and I we had we had the team together, and uh, our sponsor, it was um, the manager because we had a meat sponsor. I know there was a big shop here in South Australia, and um, the manager became a really good friend. And at some point in 2019, uh, they they told us, oh, we're gonna they ask us to move places and I'm not going to go ahead with the shop. I'm going to close down the shop. And uh, 
my just business decision. And uh, the guy said, oh, the, the manager will say, um, uh, yeah, I think I need to find something else. I lost the job and and uh, was just a small shop was on sale close by. And uh, we're looking to say, oh, let's do something different. It's meet our needs is our shop. We just opened up um, just before uh, the big slowdown um, last year. Just, yeah. So it's kind of... Um, we're doing well. We try to do something different. It's not just a butcher shop, a day day shop. We have the South America cuts, the sausages, um, the recipes. So, we're, so I have three recipes. So the the of course the Toscana, the smoked calabresa is just a smoked Brazilian sausage. Um, and uh, Kai and I we have a recipe together. It's a hot link. We we can came up and that's sort of thing we. Um, we have a lot of uh, spices, rubs, wood. Um, the whole idea was to have the barbecue and uh, the um, and the butcher shop together. With and we could teach different techniques to the to, uh, the customers. Yeah, We're still beautiful. Trying to find, yeah, trying to find a ways with all the res- restrictions, but we we get there. Yeah. Now you you did mention right at the start there that you do have a full-time job so how do you how do you manage to run a butcher shop because i know that a lot of work needs to go into a butcher shop do you oh, yeah. do you do you just sleep like on the train each morning is that like is that 30 minute nap is, <laughs> is that all you get uh it's just uh be, be honest it, kane is the third business partner he's the manager of the butcher and yeah he's the king he does most of the the job, Kai and I, we're just good looking and just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have, we have a, I think it works quite well when we have a different task for different people. Like Kai is, is great with the social media. He kills, and I have to be honest. And I, when you have two business partners like Kai and Ken, you know, I realize it's, it's pretty close names, Kai and Ken. Um, it's, it's, it's good because everybody knows what we're doing. We're, we're supposed to do and just yeah we yeah, have a small right. time but yeah that's I like that's to be expected yeah yeah now one of the other things that, that you've also done so on top of a full-time job on top of like starting a butcher shop you've also got brz foods and i've got a couple of them just sitting right here on the table so there's a picanha rub and you've got uh, Gringo, Mojo, and Mexicana. So you, you're really bringing the, the South American flavors into the barbecue spice rub scene. Give us a bit of an idea about how all that started. So what happened is uh, after um, the competition 2016, getting in, get excited, try to spend money. As everybody knows, um, the cost to, to go to a competition it can be quite challenging time to time. Um, I think, yeah. Um, so my wife said, oh, yeah, I love you. you have a hobby. It's great. But you're not going to add this extra stuff in the uh, family budget. Fair enough. And, and, um, and I, I thought I, have a, I, I had some cash inside for a PlayStation. Which was, I was pretty keen to actually to buy a new PlayStation. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll get a, I'll buy some spices and I'll, cause we're, 
I was I was trying um the gringo. Uh, the gringo is the first one. Uh, we put in a couple of SA SA. Oh yeah. So like chimichurri, gringo chimichurri. Is that right, chimichurri? Because that's quite common marinade or sauce in in South America. And I was I had the recipe. Everybody like I was giving away. Everybody was loving. It was perfect. And I said, oh 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 oh, create a batch. And I'll sell it, and I get extra cash, and that's that's way to actually try to move with the competition. And that's kind of grew because the next one was I had the recipe for picanha or cook because that like South American style is rock salt. You don't touch red, red meat with different different things, and I, I always had that recipe with herbs just to give it a different flavor. And um and I saw that's what happened is I had to two recipes. There was something I, I was common in my place and everybody loved it coming and and um like every barbecue say, Oh give, give me something and I always I love to give away and I realized that's not a good business. No, that's um, not a good business model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's uh, uh, like you said, uh after uh, like you're cooking barbecue, have a few drinks. You become really friendly, and that's when you say, "Oh no, no, take, take, take." Yeah, you say, "I'll, I'll make more," and then don't worry. And that's kind of, and uh, that's when I thought I'll go start selling here and there. And we had the butcher shops so selling to actually get the money to actually keep going the competition. And the other two is, I think the next, the one after was Mexicana. Mexicana. I work in a Mexican restaurant here in, in um. South Australian um when I got here and that was my favorite my favorite sauce it was Molly Poblano. Molly Poblano is a mix of chocolate with chili. Oh wow. And that that's kind of is that's the rub I I kind of was the flavor in my head was and I I think because my background is is engineering or everything I do is kind of presented and it has to be the same flavor, and I have the flavors in my head, and and goes, and that's when I develop the recipes. It's always going back and forth, back and forth, and adding ten grams of one one ingredients, and trying, trying, and it's yeah. My my family sometimes get a little bit um, unhappy. Let's say unhappy. It's because every Sunday, so that's the same recipe. No, 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 it has ten grams. Uh, or, one of the green and I changed. No, no, it's the same recipe. And I said, no, no, it's just a little bit different. But uh, that's my head working. Yeah, right. And so, how do you um, how do you differentiate then when you're making all those little tiny ten gram changes? Do you uh, like uh, end up with like five different ones at once, and then you taste each one, and then you decide which which formula you like the best? So what happened is I have a spreadsheet. I have something. I'll go every time I'll, I'll log the different um, recipe and and I'll write down in the containers the the sample. And I'll go back and forward, back and forward, and sometimes I mix two and I see goes better or or I need to throw in the bean. Oh, most of the time, I, uh, yeah, it's quite good. But it, yeah, I had a few times. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. And I understand that you're even um you're even now working on a collaboration with your like in terms of your spice rub range. So that's something yeah, quite new. Um it's just we 
I think we've been thinking that for for a while. I think I think it was the last time we catch up. So Jay Beaumont uh, from Meat Lab, or I think everybody knows Jay. Um, we I think the first time we we record the videos, like one of my first videos was Realm Cab. We're in his place, had a few beers, and I think we had another few beers. And now we come up with a couple of ideas that actually have a range of spices. There's something different, something we both like. And so back and forth, back and forth, we'll send uh, uh, partials to Paul Macquarie back and, and uh, start over again in a week. I think we, we are with five ideas. So different rubs, and uh, he's hopefully he's, he's finishing the labels, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna release a whole series of uh, meat lab uh, rubs. Wow, that's cool! What sort of different uh, different pr- uh, flavor profile types have you got? You so at the moment we're starting with different proteins, so beef, chicken, lamb, pork, one more, and. Um, Sun and pepper. Okay. That one more is, is a secret. Oh, sure. Now, sure, sure. I won't, no, no, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I think he came up with a brilliant idea of a seafood rub. I'm pretty happy. Nice, nice. I'd, I'd love yeah. to see some more, some more seafood in the Australian barbecue scene and uh, getting a nice oh, seafood yeah. rub out there would be really important in, uh, in, in doing that. Yeah, no, I think, the, yeah, you guys have a, the best sort of, Range of seafood, so why not? You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd Ben Arnott. Alrighty, Adriano, we're now in the third segment of the show, and this is the part of the show where the the guest gets to share some knowledge, impart some wisdom to the to the viewers and the listeners. And so today, you're going to be telling us about uh, chicken hearts, uh, like a traditional Brazilian dish of, of chicken hearts. So over to you, my friend. Tell us all about chicken hearts. So um, I was I was thinking the the picanha, but Hayden actually took over a couple of uh, episodes ago, so it's kind of a will be. A little bit rep, um, yeah. So the whole idea is um, the one thing we do quite a lot in every single barbecue, like I said, is um, picanha, sausage, pork sausage, and chicken heart. So chicken heart is is common as a starter. Um, everybody loves is I like my kids always say is just a sausage bite. That's the nickname here because we try to show hide with the, was the 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 idea of chicken heart so they they yeah they've been eating since they won like they like little little kids as sausage bites now they know they understand but they still eating so the whole idea is keep simple um so marinate overnight with um salt pepper um oregano i Personally, I like to actually use gringo, just mix gringo because that's kind of, but if you want to keep simple, just to try the flavor is um, salt, pepper, oregano, and uh, lime. Interesting. Yeah. And that's putting it, there's a secret, and it's not a secret, it's just get it like um, 
bamboo skewer and it's just put a, all the, the chicken hearts. It's just easier if you actually cook in the grill. Because can you can imagine that you manage every single one falling between the, 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 the holes and so they put in a skewer, small skewer and just flip it, get a, like a gold color outside and red skewer. Yeah, it, it sounds like it'd be very quick to cook because the chicken hearts would yeah. only be quite small, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it has like a good, yeah, good flavor. Right. And so that was salt, pepper, oregano, and lime. Yeah. I love yeah, that there's lime go, in there. I love cooking with lime. Yeah, no, so it gives it, gives it the flavor. Every single thing I do, like white meat, I love to marinate with a lime, like olive oil and lime mix. That's kind of something my way to go and, and um, a little bit or, or, or vinegar. Okay, so is it a is it a wet or a dry marinade? Wet. Ah, okay. So it's it's lime juice rather than like a powdered lime or a or a zest of lime. No, yeah, yeah. So this is a wet lime juice. Yeah. It just oh, delicious. Like the marinade. So you get the marinade from and and just leave it overnight. Oh, okay, cool. And what does the final texture come out like as uh, as chicken hearts? I've never tried it. Sorry, can you see it? What's the final texture like? Is it is it similar to in, in texture to a steak or is it similar to a chicken breast? What's the, the texture? No, yeah, so so like like um, my son says in a square one it's, it's it's quite it's a sausage, like a um barbecue sausage. So it's quite like it's hard, yeah. So that's why that's why the nickname came um uh, uh sausage bites. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't too sure about that, about uh, why they were called sausage bites. I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Same texture. Okay, cool. Gotcha. That, that, that's interesting because, uh, you know, sausages are obviously ground and, uh, and the, the, the chicken hearts are not ground. They're, they're done whole. So that's yeah. interesting that they've got a similar texture. Yeah. Yeah. You should try. Give it a go. I will. I will. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're due to start getting ready for our... Uh, for our next BJJ Christmas party, so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get that yeah, sorted. That yeah, try this recipe. See if it's a winner or not, and let me know. I will. I will. I've got, uh, I've got plenty of gringo here, so I should be good to, uh, should be good to give that a crack. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, the the mojo, extra mojo. Normally, I do um with white meat with chicken. I mix it up because the gringo doesn't have salt. Okay. Yeah, so that's. So normally that's my all purpose. So, but it's our all purpose. But you have the South American sort of flavors or ingredients inside. So I mix it up a little. So I instead of actually add, add salt on the gringo, I'll put a mojo. So oh, okay. Well. There's a good tip. Yeah. Very nice. Now, one one quick question. It's it's off yep. topic from from chicken hearts. One thing that that I have heard about is a. It's like an inverted picanha. So they, they take like a whole piece of picanha, slice it down through the top, get a meat hook, pull it inside out, stuff it, stitch it, and then put it back on the grill. Is that is that mm. common in your part of Brazil? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> no, but- yeah, I'll, I'll be, be honest. Some people think this is, yeah, you're killing the, the, the picanha. Oh, okay. But that's quite the, the sacred part of um, that. As you know, everybody loves is the salty fat layer. Yep. 
when you, you actually invert the the the, the rum cap, the picanha, the fat gets inside and doesn't get that gold crispy sort of flavor everybody loves and uh, that yeah I, I yeah I try a few times it's good to put in the oven and do a roast works quite well but you you have to add a lot of bacon a cheese and gotta pump it up for the flavor so but if I do it on a barbecue I prefer to actually keep keep simple okay cool gotcha but, but, yeah, it's, we... but it's a massive debate in in, in Brazil oh Some okay interesting it. yeah <laughs> Now we have had a question come through here for you from uh, from Shannon Walker. He wants <laughs> to know who taught you the most in terms of barbecue. Oh, since day one, Shannon Walker. Oh, there you go. That's why he asked the question. <laughs> uh, he's a good friend of mine. I think it was um off. Oh, I think my team, uh, Kyle, John, John Cook, like. And I've talking about South American barbecues, yeah, my dad. Beautiful. But, uh, Channel, Channel Walker it was as a big part of my my learn curve. Yeah, he's a he's a top dude, and he's got his new book out, and he's uh he, he's part of the uh, um oh mental blank black bear barbecue crew as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, we became great friends. Yeah, that's that's the jokes around and. Jokes apart, but he's 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 a guy. I, I love to actually call him every week and have a laugh. Fair enough. Sounds great to me. All right, now I'm going to uh, start wrapping up the show now. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Give some thanks. Give some shout outs. Give some praise to people that have helped you out along the way, and also tell everybody where they can track down, meet your needs, uh, BRZ and Meat Lab on the internet. Okay. So first, I think I need to. Thanks, my um, my wife, because she deals with me every single day with different ideas. Thank God she sometimes stops the idea before I start, because if, yeah, I think I have enough in at the moment. So they are they are great. My family is my yeah, my biggest thing I achieve I think in my life. My boys are great, big supporters, love to actually share. Um, my barbecue with friends. Um, and, oh, yeah, my my business partners, um, Kyle, Kane from Meter Needs, John. We are we yeah still doing the barbecue competition. When time comes, of course. Um, the guys from Chuascada, they kind of there was a um, just yeah, it was a great trip. But that's when I, I realized I could actually go further with the Brazilians of American barbecue here and the people want to learn. And that's kind of before it was kind of, oh, everybody loves American barbecue, American barbecue, but they actually made my, yeah, I think, changed my mind with this sort of thing. So yeah, Jay, Shannon, Hayden, um, all the boys, George, the guys from Kettle, Weber Kettle Club, George, uh, Evan, Craig, Mono, um, a Glenn from Cha Cha Cha, yeah. So we became a huge family. Um, yeah, and everybody from the um, um, barbecue community. I think that's one thing I forgot to mention. Um, was pretty good as um, foreigner or to actually blend in. 
and I think we, we I realize we have the same sort of passion, and that's when yeah, it's it's good when you have something common to have a chat, and yeah, it's, yeah it helped me quite a lot. So yeah, to follow 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 me, I have my own Instagram is uh, Dari of a Gorilla. Um, BSZ Food, Insta Instagram, Facebook, uh, is the rubs, the South America rubs. Now I need to start saying that. Uh, Middle Needs, um, uh, Butcher is just Middle Needs. Um, Meat Lab with Jay, now he's doing a great job there. And, um, we have, I have, uh, the, the videos from, um, BSZ Foods, YouTube, BSZ Foods. It's just trying to actually do more to explain our uh, South American barbecue. Fantastic, mate. Look, thank you very much for your time. I realize that it is a, uh, it's the middle of a Saturday on a, on a weekend during a school holiday. So you probably got hungry kids just about ready to kick down the door and, uh, and storm your office there. So I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. And I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you around again on the circuit as soon as things open up and we can start to travel again. Yeah, 100%. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. It's good to actually explain a little bit more my my background and share the love anytime mate thanks again for coming on board thanks appreciate it and there you have it family that was the one and only adriano andrade from brz foods meet your needs meat lab i mean the guy is everywhere in the barbecue scene at the moment and it's uh, it, it's great to see the way that he's been able to bring his traditional Brazilian styles of barbecue and fuse it with the Aussie styles and the low and slow scene and sort of bring it all together and really carve out his own little niche there. Um, it's really fascinating to see how he's done it and uh, and the projects that he's got in the works at the moment that I'm looking forward to seeing them come into fruition in the future. Now, before we round out today, I just need to give you a quick reminder of the announcements from the top of the episode. So we do have our killer merch. We've got our T-shirts. We've got our hoodies. We've got our tumblers. We've got all sorts of stuff on there for you. While you're there, grab your free copy of the ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. Huge shout out uh, this afternoon to the people in the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community on Facebook who've joined us for this live podcast recording. We've had a ton of likes and comments and questions come through, so that's really good. Um, and if you're catching this later on on any of the socials, uh, do the thing. Give us the likes, the thumbs up, the shares. You know what the things are. Do the things. That really helps us do our thing. And then we would love you forever. And now that really is all the time that we have for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>